0: Blob Talk Radio.
1: You
2: know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That ain't that what we're supposed to do. We've got to
3: have personal responsibility. Political accountability and corporate culpability. Get, 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 get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, We must eliminate poverty. I don't care what color the person, a child. Is.
4: pessimists see a glass half empty, but are optimists see a glass half full? Are we lost into aggressive regressive mentality by change unseen? If you try to fail and then succeed, which have you done? Do you ask enough questions or do you settle for what you know? The only questions that really matter are the ones you ask yourself. Welcome to Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think. think, think.
5: There's a new special from Dave Chappelle called Sticks and Stones.
6: There's gotten all kinds of folks
5: talking left and right. Uh, in fact, if y'all can find the trailer for me, I certainly appreciate that. Uh, what's uh, was unbelievable about this is that I mean, he skewers everybody. He's talking about LGBT, uh, opioid crisis. He's talking about Michael Jackson's accusers, R. Kelly. I mean, but he, but was, was unbelievable. He comes out uh, and he even talks about Anthony Bourdain's suicide. Brother. It is as if...
1: Nothing is off limits for Dave Chappelle. Now, you got people who are saying he's misogynistic, people who are saying he's homophobic, people who are saying he's crazy, he's out of his mind, that he's dead wrong for this comedy special. Now,
2: I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Patrice Ross. Welcome to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. We are the return of intelligent radio, as we ensure the free flow of opinions and push the envelope on the questions America's afraid to ask in the mainstream media. Good morning to all the truth seekers out there, Latrice, Thank you for being with me, Queen, this morning. We also have a special guest on the line, returning guest, uh, Justice Kalo Rain. Uh, both, of you, how are both of you doing? If you will say good morning to the truth seekers and get y'all introduced to our special to our audience this morning.
5: Good morning. Uh, this is Justice. I'm calling from Seattle, Washington, the liberal bastion that is the Pacific Northwest up here. I'm um, a member of the LGBTQ, or the Suit community that Dave Fattel talked about. Uh, I'm also a black person, and I'm also the president of a nonprofit up here in Washington called Invest Attention Media and Entertainment. We invest in creating a safer, more diverse, and inclusive culture through entertainment, and we really do believe that entertainment is very important, that it touches on some some neurological, some deep-rooted neurological processes, and teaches us how we interact with the world, teaches us about ourselves, teaches us things that we desire, teaches us about consuming things, um, and we do need to take it more seriously than we do.
2: All right, Kane, i um, hey, so, glad to have you back with us, definitely appreciate you Uh, You're amazing. Three cents anytime that you're on with us. Let me see if I can get my co-host on. Latrice, you out there,
7: queen? I am.
0: Can you hear me?
2: I can hear you very well. Thank you for being with us and helping me co-host and get through this. Uh, We'll get, as you heard, our special guest Justice. Kalo Rain, with Invest in media and entertainment, is with us this morning. I don't know if we've ever had y'all on the show together, but if you will say hello and introduce yourself to the audience for those who may or may not heard you. I hear a little bit in the background. So I don't know if somebody's moving, driving. Um, just kind of let me. If, if you know that's what you're doing, just kind of throw it out. Kind of mute yourself except for when you're speaking. But again, just kind of want to throw it out because I hear it on the air this morning. Uh, but go ahead, uh, Queen. If you will say hello to all the True Seekers this morning.
7: Good morning and happy Saturday. Happy to be with you again, Montoya. I believe that Justin and I have been on the show together once before, or maybe I called in, I don't know, but I do remember hearing his, his bio once before. So a little bit about me. I'm a diversity and inclusion consultant. I'm an ally for the LGBTQ plus community. I am a woman's advocate because I am a woman. I am I'm pro-black because I'm, I'm black. And I believe that everybody has the right to be comfortable and safe as they go about um, their daily activities. And that includes, um, you know, in the entertainment realm and and determining what's off limits and and what's okay and and how to go about making um, entertainment so that it's entertaining for all that want to partake in it. But I'm thrilled to be here and um, can't wait to get the conversation started.
2: Absolutely. And last but not least, Shelly Witches of the Shelly Witches Show, if you will. King, thank you for being on with us again this morning. You are a returning guest as well. If you will, say hello to both our guests, Latrice, Justice, as well as the truth seekers out there listening. If you will, introduce yourself and get a little bit bit of your background before we get into this morning's discussion question. Dave Chappelle, comedic genius, or cancel his ass, is this morning's discussion question. But thanks again for being with us, King.
8: Hey, uh, thank you for having me, Montoya. Hey, uh, Latrice and Justin, uh, good to talk to you all. And um, I'm Stelly Winter, and uh, just looking forward to this conversation.
2: Hey, let's jump right in, jump right in. So as we always start, we'll start with you again, Justice. The question I always ask any of my guests, and Latrice as well as the co-hosts, again, she helps me out from time to time. The first question I always ask to start off any of our shows, when you hear, when you heard, I should say, this morning's discussion question, can you recall your very first thought other than, i have say this for you, Jessica, again, I've had you on other than, I can't, Montoya's asking me to do this crazy stuff again. Other than that thought, what was your uh, your first thought in reference to this morning's discussion question, if you will?
5: Well, I had watched it before you posed the question, and I was just, I was so disappointed in Dave Chappelle that I could barely stand it. And I really tried to find his genius in it. I was trying to find um, the avenue that he was taking to maybe get people to open up to different things. And every time I could even open up a little bit to think, well, maybe he is doing this, he would just come back and, and smack it down. And now I didn't, I'm not throwing all of it out. I think that there are when he is when he is doing what he does well, which is is illuminating the the black experience in the power dynamic that is a white supremacist society called America. He's genius, and he had those in his special. But every time he starts punching down, um, he to me becomes a part of that same white supremacist system and is becoming the oppressor instead of helping us move out of um, out of this state where there are those who have and those who don't. And if you have, then you, then you get to rule over those who do not.
2: Okay. So it sounds like you're kind of, in a sense, stating your position about the overall special itself, which is fine. Um, Latrice, if you will, just a quick thought on your initial thought, and, you know, we'll definitely break down and get your position on the uh, actual um, special itself, but just – your initial thought when I said, hey, do you mind being a part of this? What came to mind? You know, it could be – I'm glad to be a part of it, you know, we you kind of already said, but just our initial thought about this morning's discussion question in particular.
7: Do I even have enough to really say to be your ho- your co-host on this? Because in, in my opinion, it kind of canceled itself. It was uninspiring and uncreative to me. So my thing – my thought was am I even going to give it enough thought to be a contributor this conversation, but of course, since I love to talk and and I always have an opinion about stuff, I mustered one up.
2: <laughs> all right, sounds good. Hey, I love it. whatever the initial thought is. I want to hear it raw and uncut, so I appreciate that. that that's, that's a yeah. unique thought. I think we're getting all kind of perspectives, shelly if you will. Just your initial thought versus more so than your overall take on it. I just want to hear what your initial thought when I said, "Hey, you mind being a part of this show?" Here's the title. Do you recall your initial thought?
8: My initial thought was, well, where's the controversy? Um, it, it was a comedy special. It wasn't supposed to... The, the history of black comedians from from a mo, a Moms Maitly all the way to now has been about punching down. That's all black comedians have ever done was punch down. The idea that there's a white supremacist system and now we have to do comedy different in this white supremacist quote-unquote uh, uh uh, 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 you know, world that we think we live in is absolutely and patently illogical. The man was doing comedy. This was not a TED talk. This was not a, a, a speech to a bunch of kids. This was a comedy special. It was a comedy special. Robin Harris had a famous bit called Baby's Kid. Baby's Kid. There's no more punching down than making fun of two children that's being raised by a single mother that are horribly misbehaving, and that was funny. People laughed at that. For us to now intellectualize a comedy routine in some in some idea that somehow uh, 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 that um, that somehow you know uh, it, it's just ridiculous. It's patently, absolutely ridiculous. This was a comedy routine that was pure genius in its format in his ideas, in his themes, and everything. Anything else that we're going to have a discussion on is going to be extremely
2: debacle. All right. Well, thank you for all three of your thoughts. And as we always do, if you're a first time listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, we always welcome all opinions. We will open up the phone lines to get... All of your thoughts on it, but we're going to obviously start with our special guest and kind of get deep into this morning's discussion question. Dave Chappelle, comedic genius or cancel his ass. This is our first break. We'll be right back, and we'll dig deep in and open up the phone lines when we come back. All I ask is that you think. If you're looking to purchase or sell a home in Atlanta's competitive real estate market, there's only one real estate agent we call on. Sam from Abdullah. Not only is he honest and straightforward, but he has a proven repeatable strategy that consistently gets his clients the homes they wanted versus their second or third choice. What's Elfram's secret? His virtual on-the-spot offer moves his clients to the front of the line for purchases. And for sales, his no-nonsense approach gets your home sold and off the market. For a results-oriented real estate experience, contact Ephraim Abdullah, a licensed agent powered by eXp Realty, at 770-800-7922. Again, that number is 770-800-7922.
9: The latest involves the response to Dave Chappelle's new Netflix stand-up special, called Sticks and Stones, where Dave criticizes Michael's leaving Neverland accusers. Dave says, I'm going to say something I'm not allowed to say, but I got to be real. I don't believe these m Now, Wade Robson, one of the men who accused Michael of molestation, has issued a statement to us, saying the comments shames victims. It's disgusting, irresponsible, and inexcusable on Dave and Netflix's part. Netflix has no comment. From when we reached out this morning michael's estate and family have denied all the allegations against michael and also issued a new statement in support of what dave said do you think dave's defense of michael will discourage other victims of alleged sexual abuse to speak out no it will not stop other people to speak out this is dave Chappelle. he even said in his special you clicked on my face you came here for this My jokes are not to be taken seriously. Jokes in general should not be taken seriously. You think? Even whenever it's about something as serious as this? Yeah. People make jokes about everything. Nothing is off limits, especially when it comes to Dave Chappelle. He literally covered every controversial thing. molestation should be off limits.
2: Welcome back to the Myth of Dialogue Talk Show. Again, I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest, Co-host Latrice Ross. This morning's discussion question, Dave Chappelle, comedic genius or cancelist, as our two special guests are Justice Kalo Wayne, again, from the best attention media, as well as Shelly Winters of the Shelly Winters Show. Justice, we'll actually start with you again as we hear uh, the cut from Daily Pop, E! News, giving quick thoughts. You know, obviously, cut to cut it up, and that's the part that we hear so just in hearing that cut and you've already kind of stated your position on this morning's um on the special itself. So if you will, um I hear the you know the, the lady say, Hey, maybe that subject is possibly too far, whereas the other people on the show were saying, Hey, nothing's off limits. So again, if you will, give us your three cents this morning on that cut and any other thoughts that you have.
5: Hello, Justin? I'm sorry, I put myself on mute. So, um, Okay, no problem. Go ahead. Go ahead with it. Yep. Yeah, I don't particularly think that any topics are off limits. I think that as human beings, part of the challenge of moving through some of these topics that are really powerful and painful um, and impactful on us is being able to bring them out in the open and talk about them um, and really confront them. So I don't have a problem with him taking on topics that are, maybe outside the bounds of, of just normal conversation. I think that's important. What I do have is the stance that he's taking in them. Because he is a celebrity. Celebrities are influencers of culture. Celebrities are impactful. I don't I'm I'm unsure how anyone would think that because someone is making you laugh, then it's not impactful in the same way a conversation or a TED talk or a sermon it is impactful if the person who is speaking to you is someone who you revere or you look up to or you want to learn from or you want to be like. It is impactful. And so for him to go and just kind of haphazardly say, I don't believe these people. I am proudly a victim blamer. Like, if, you are, if you're a woman who gets hit, I'm going to ask you why you got hit. If you, were a, you, know, if you are someone who is, has been molested, I'm going to ask you what you were wearing. You know, it, it is just, it really, um, it, it, it adds on to the culture that already is. And we live in a culture where one in three women is sexually uh, victimized and one in six men is sexually victimized in their lifetime. And none of us really talk about it. So, hey, bravo for, for Dave Chappelle for making us talk about it. But the stance he's taking is shut up about it. It happens to everybody. As long as somebody who is rich or famous does it to you, you're better off than when your your crazy uncle does it to you. I think that was inappropriate. I think that it didn't help the situation. I think it actually um, worked to keep people right now from disclosing. So if you're a male, it's about 20 years that it takes you to disclose any kind of sexual abuse that happens to you. And and it's going to continue to be that way when that's the stance that's taken and people are laughing and you're looking around and you're watching your daddy or you're watching your friends speak on this, and they're laughing at it, and so you don't feel comfortable coming out and and actually – Get working through the issues that you have as a result of that. Jelly.
8: I, I I mean I I don't know what to say. I mean that's this is a comedy routine. You can make I grew up in a culture, I grew up in a time when we used to stand on a corner with our little juicy boxes, and you know we weren't drinking at a young age, we weren't smoking at a young age. We were standing on a corner with hostess Twinkies and a sundew quarter waters we used to call them, and we'd have mother jokes for five hours. A bunch of guys standing around. Your mother, this. Your mother, this. Your girlfriend, this. You, you're so short. The, the, I mean, this was what we did. This is how we grew up. It was funny. It was. It was comedy. It was not anybody. Nobody. And yes, did it get personal sometime? Of course, it got personal sometime. That was the gene, That was the the fun of it. And and so to this idea that now because bad things happen to good people, we can't make jokes about it in a comedy routine. This was not Dave Chappelle sitting being interviewed on on jimmy kimmel he was doing a comedy routine and and if you if you if you if you didn't like it you turn it off that's it i don't want to live in a world where people are saying well because this happened to me you can never talk about it you can't joke about it you can't discuss it unless you're discussing it to empower me you empower yourself dave Chappelle can't empower you or disempower you all he can do is make you laugh that's it and, and this idea that we're breaking down a comedy routine in such a way that we're, we're disagreeing with the – it's just it, – like I said before, when you first called me to do this, I thought to myself, well, what are we going to talk about? Because it, it's patently absurd to break down a comedy routine as some sort of assault on the human senses. Comedy is meant to be uh, taking pain and turning it into laughter. That's what comedy is – done that's what the Greek – uh, uh, the Greeks, well not the Greeks But that's what the comedy is about Taking one's pain and turning it in into laughter Taking one's tears and turning it into laughter If you're telling me that we can't do that anymore Then you don't want to be human Because that's what makes us human Yeah,
5: I, I, the I, I don't understand I'm, I'm, I'm
3: exactly
5: I'm,
3: what we Go ahead, go Can ahead,
5: I go ahead, just, go, just go, ahead. Yeah, really yeah, yeah, go ahead, no yeah. problem yeah, you good? good, go ahead, go ahead, jump in You know, we all ran the dozens on one another as kids right but we're talking about our mamas but again you're talking about you and your and and that's your parents who are places of authority that's punching up and that's in your own community and we can't say that Dave Chappelle is a comedy genius and he's tearing down uh, he's exposing uh, the white supremacy culture and all of this if if, if comedy is able to do that then it is and is powerful to change culture and move things in that way then it's also powerful enough to change culture and move it in the wrong way so it can't. you can't say it only works in one one side on the positive. It also works in the negative. So if he's a genius and he's tearing down this and he's making people see that, then he can be an anti-genius and really in, in, in making sure that the system stays in but place in his for it.
8: There's not a single person who watched that comedy special who laughed at the child molestation jokes who support child molesters or child molestation. There's not a single human being who watched that laugh at that joke because we got what he was saying we understood it was comedy and he was making a broader point and and the broader point was particularly when he was talking about Michael Jackson was yeah, it, uh, to be molested by Michael Jackson is completely different than being molested by Johnny down the street. But the broader point: no one's supporting child molestation, no one's supporting rape, no one's supporting these things. You know, the, the broader, the genius in what he was talking about was the broader thematic themes that he was making, that he was drawing out of this comedy routine. Comedy routine being the operative word. I, I, I just, I, I. I I don't understand how we have come to a point where we are so sensitive that comedy offends us. When comedy offends us, then there's no stopping what's going to offend you next. Uh, it really isn't. If comedy offends you that much, that something that you could turn off and not watch or listen to at your own, uh, uh, at your own uh, volition, then we've lost all sense of what it means to communicate as humans.
2: Well, let me, let me get Latrice in here. Let me, let me, let me get, let me, please, yeah. Let me, I need to get, I have to get the Queen's view on what we're talking about. Uh, Latrice, I know you definitely, from what I understood just from watching you on social media, um, the Michael Jackson bit was kind of the one that I know you particularly had an issue with. And so I'm definitely interested in hearing as Justin and Shelly go back and forth, I want to hear your thoughts. I have a take on this particular this particular bit as well. Um, but I wanted to get Matrice's um, thoughts in as well. So, if you will, Queen, what, what are your thoughts as you hear Shelly and Justice, Justice go back and forth um, in, in, on this? I'm sorry. Let me get her pulled back up. Sorry about you, Queen. I got you. All right, here we go.
7: First of all, I don't. All right, Matrice. Go ahead. I'm continue. sorry. Okay. I don't think it was genius. I think it showed that he was trying too hard to offend. So instead of coming off as bold and and innovative and creative, it simply came off as lazy. And I'm going in for the shock value. That's my perspective on that particular bit. Next thing, there were a couple of, of statements that Shelley made that I like turning pain, taking pain and turning it into laughter. So we're taking. Someone else's pain, because I'm certain those who experience that pain, that didn't turn their pain to laughter. So simply because someone who's not experienced molestation is able to laugh doesn't mean that it's a creative genius. And you said that he's doing it for the broader point, but you never told us what that broader point was.
10: Because I did. I
7: just told you. The broader no, point
2: was. No, 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 Let her finish. Let her finish. Let her finish, Sally, because I, I'm going to come Stop. in after her. Let's, let's keep it in order. Stop. Let's keep it in order. Stop. Go ahead, Queen.
7: I didn't I didn't hear the broader point and if the broader point is saying that, hey, it's Michael Jackson who molested you, you don't you know, he you, you got sucked off as he said in the thing by Michael Jackson, hey, that beats Johnny down the street. All you get is an uncomfortable holiday dinner. Um, I don't under please expound on the broader point there because if it's the opening. I would discussion love to expound on the broader
2: point. Yeah. Okay, i want to let please. you finish. Go ahead.
7: No, so I, that that's really it. What's the broader point?
2: Okay. Okay, and everybody obviously has their own take, and again, this is why we do the Mental Dollar Talk Show, for all of these opinions. We welcome them. Uh, here's the broader point that I caught in watching that particular bit. Again, some people consider the whole thing the comedic genius special, maybe parts of it. Uh, Justice already kind of explained for him. He didn't really find it, even though he was looking for it. So the broader point I saw in that particular bit, and I think this is what Shelley is alluding to, if I could give more details in my opinion, when I watched it, here's where I saw the comedic genius in it, was one, obviously he's touching on a subject, which is what comedians do all the time, touching on subjects that we typically can't or do not talk about in the public. We're used to comedians doing that, so obviously he's bringing molestation to the point. So he references Michael Jackson, this icon, and obviously does it maybe, you know, somewhat in a Man I'm like, oh, it's okay if it's Michael Jackson. The broader and bigger point was actually when he says you got sucked off by Michael Jackson versus someone who's sitting at the table with their family and it happened with somebody who's in their family. The broader point that I saw as soon as he was done with the bit, I was like, what? This is my thought. I was like, wow. That's genius, genius, because he's calling society on his head for why the hell are you able to sit amongst your family members and not call out these molesters in your family? So he uses the Michael Jackson, oh, it's cool if it's Michael, to kind of say, oh, for the, the people that are accusing Michael, it was a famous person. But what about the fact that you let molesters sit around your family and not say nothing to them and address them so it's happening to everyday people is what I saw with that comedic bit. Um, Shelly, I know you were about to jump in, so I'm going to let you follow up. But that's what I saw No, the no. You, point. You, you,
8: you said it very succinctly and very clearly. That's exactly what I felt the broader point was, was that Uncle Johnny will touch, you know, somebody in the family and no one's calling the media, no one's calling the court, no one's going to sue Uncle Johnny because Uncle Johnny has nothing. But as soon as it's a Michael Jackson... And, and it's not just the Michael Jacksons of the world, the famous people doing this. This is an everyday occurrence, to Teresa's point. You know what I mean? So the fact of the matter is he's bringing something out that's called, that, like you said, turns society to show society. This happens every day. Why are we only talking about it when it happens with a Michael Jackson or R. Kelly? This is happening every day and it's been going on for decades, eons, centuries. And that's the point. Take yourself out of this. I'm a victim. This happened to me. I can't laugh and neither should you because this happened to me and look at it's a comedy routine. That's it. Now let me
2: say this and I want Justice to talk. Let me say this real quick. So the one thing I will say and it's kinda of reference to the idea, again, this is just I'll you know, putting my three cents in on it, in the sense that I absolutely understand how if you are a victim of molestation that it could be triggering. Like, I'm not I'm not saying that that's not, not – that it's okay and you should be able to laugh. That's where you have, in a sense, where I kind of agree with Shelly on this part, you have a right to turn it off because I can understand if you're Wade Robinson, you know, saying that, you know, and that if this is something that actually happened, you know, with him or whatever or any other victim of molestation, that is, in my opinion, will always be the risk of comedy, just to kind of throw it out there, just as your thoughts on what any of us have had to say.
5: Uh, yeah. So, you know, I, I tried to open up to this, your broader point that you said is like, okay, they're saying, well, it's happening in your family. We're actually bringing up the fact that it's happening in your family and you're sitting at the table with them. But the, the reality of this thing is it has to do with power differentials. And people don't say anything because of the power differentials that people have. And, and Dave is, is saying that, hey, you know, you, the power differential of, of a Michael Jackson is a reason that you just let it go. Even if he did it, I mean, come on, it's Michael Jackson. Even if, the, even if your priest did it to you, how are you going to go say something? Because these people are in places of power and authority in these communities, and a lot of times people aren't believed. A lot of times people laugh it off. A lot of times people uh, blame the victim in those situations. And so, and and Shelly said something about, well, no one in this place who laughed at it believes in sexual molestation. Well, when one in three women and one in six men have been sexually assaulted in their lifetime, there were molesters laughing at that comedy special. And do you think that made them think, oh, maybe I shouldn't stop molesting? Or do you think that that made them feel more comfortable in their... In their activities that they've been engaging in. If you're a child, if you're a child molester oh, if you're,
2: if you, no, go ahead go, ahead, go ahead, go, oh, go ahead, Charlie, please go ahead.
5: If you're already child molester if you're a child
8: molester, you're already molesting children. Dave Chappelle's comedy special didn't change you for better or worse. You're a child molester. That's already you're a child molester. You just said it. If you're one in three women and children are being molested by somebody, that one in three person that's doing the molestation did not change his behavior pro or con based on Dave Chappelle's comedy routine. So, in so we're the danger. If what you guys are saying, the danger in what you're saying is that because there's one in three, um, people being molested, that we can't ever joke about child molestation because those, those people are going to be empowered. They're empowered already because they're child molesters by definition.
2: Okay. So hey, we are, Thank we are all up against the break. So if everybody will, here we go, we got to go to break. Go. So y'all bear with me on the break. Um, I know you um, can do that If we will When I say break We gotta go to break y'all. Please work with me on that Alright We are up against the break You're Listening to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show Where well, all I ask Is that you think This morning's discussion question Dave Chappelle Comedic genius Or cancel his ass We will Open up the phone lines Coming out of this break We'll be right back
9: Square Business Entertainment Brings you their latest hit I Really Want You By Taylor Pay. Take a listen I
0: really want you But I can't have you I want to do something I know that I can
9: do If you're loving this as much as I am Be sure to go to their YouTube page and subscribe Search for Square Business Entertainment they are also rewarding their fans with a new release every 30 days. Here's another one by Taylor Pace, Love Can't Define This. Love can define
0: this, can capture all your sweetness and your kindness. Love can define this, we're crippled and love would only blind us.
11: It's you know. not even just that. It's expanded even further. And mm. the best evidence is Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Dave Chappelle's recent Sticks and Stones <clears throat> Netflix documentary, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, Rotten Tomatoes thought it would be a good idea to only have it reviewed by five super progressive critics, mm-hmm. only critics. They yeah. closed it off to the public. Yeah it got 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm -hmm. They then opened it to the public, and it got 99%. Of course. If that doesn't show a crazy disparity between, Mm -hmm. first of all, the idea that you're going to suppress it. Like you're going to say it's 0%, so no one's going to watch it, and we're going to shut Dave Chappelle down. Mm -hmm. He's canceled. Mm -hmm. Fuck him. But people love him. You can't cancel
5: someone who doesn't care, man. Well, you
11: can't cancel Dave Chappelle. No, you can't. But on top of that, like – Th- 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 how would they not understand that someone is going to know that you 're not opening it up to the public yeah. and that once it does get open to the public you 're going to get a massive whiplash, a mm-hmm. backlash where people are going to come, and even if they didn't want to vote on it, now they do yeah. and now they 're going to give it a hundred percent or ninety nine percent I
5: knew I had to watch it when I saw how all the media channel many of the media channels that I really <laughs> dislike and do not respect were coming so hard at it and saying, oh, no, you don't need to watch it and all this. I was like, oh, this means I absolutely have to watch it. The Guardian game in the UK gave it one star. And then I saw Vice saying, like, don't watch it. Uh, Vox saying don't watch it. I was like, okay, this, is, this means that I have to watch this. This is going to be good. Well, and I the, wasn't disappointed. The influence of a small group of – a relatively
11: small group of human beings mm. that are in charge of these media conglomerates, is it's really astounding. And that – they it's not just opinion right it's like they're they're trying to get people to behave and think the way they do it's, it's not activism. just yes, it is activism yeah. and and it's it's also it's undisguised activism mm-hmm. it's very transparent activism mm-hmm. it's in opposed to j- journalism I really wish there was a place where we could go where we can get 100% unbiased information and news, and we can get an honest perspective of both sides. This side believes this, and this Mm -hmm. is why they believe that, but this side believes that, and this is why they believe that. It's very hard to do. Mm -hmm. And if you have a podcast, one of the things that's really interesting is if you even talk to someone who has an opposing point of view of yours or who is right-wing or who maybe has some questionable ideas, you are somehow platforming them and supporting their idea and then supporting some alt-right, alt-right ideology, mm. and it, there's no room anymore for people to have conversations with people with differing opinions and just find yeah. out why there, they there think. There is.
3: There is. It's right here. Mm.
2: Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host, Latrice Ross. This morning's discussion question, Dave Chappelle, comedic genius or cancel his ass. Our special guests are Justice K. Rain, as well as Shelly Winters. So we hear a cut from Joe Rogan that I think puts this morning's discussion on his head. Uh, Even each of you as guests, Latrice and Shelly, both were kind of asking to a certain extent uh, on some level, you know, what would we talk about? And to me, it's to get into the deeper idea that, in a sense, the fact that we're even having this discussion, if you will, I think Joe Rogan and his guest brings that to head that the Chappelle special has done that and has us having this conversation. Uh, One question I have for you, Justice, um, in pointing out um, the actual numbers and figures that you were referring to, here's a question I have for you is, again, just, just asking, so, well, here's why I agree with you. I agree that the best of any industry can have influence on on culture, entertainment in particular, which is part of the reason you're, you know you're in this industry as well. And so, there is definitely levels levels of influence uh, in in how culture receives its entertainment. So, my question to you is the, um, the the perspective that to what degree would you expect of comedy other than to point out the ridiculousness of things that we do in society. Like like I think the best comedy specialists do that. And again you you know you don't have it's not about whether we agree if this was a comedic genius or not. But my question is what expectation do you have more than that? Because I would say I don't have a a a better expect a bigger expectation than that. For lower level comedy they just, in a sense, go in what area they go in, and it doesn't touch the culture or move me in that way. I either laugh or I don't, but in this sense, going in such a sensitive topic, just putting it on its head, I don't think that comedy has more power than that in my opinion. Any thoughts on that Kim? on on that so you don't think that comedy
5: you don't comedy is is all it is is a human being talking to other people and bringing things up in a way where, where they are bringing out truths that maybe have not been illuminated to other folks, right? And the great ones are always the ones that are pushing against the powers that be. They are illuminating their own experience, but, but I think that the ones that are harmful are the ones that are taking pop shots at, at the folks who are below them. I don't understand how this is not... Um, Is it okay for white folks to get up and do blackface because it's funny because it's comedy? Is it okay for white folks to get up there and be like, nigga this and nigga that because it's funny? Where do we draw the line in comedy? Because I know black folks would be up in arms if somebody got up there in blackface and we see how like comedy and cartoons and all of those things, and the blackface that was in cartoons and the stories and the narratives that were in cartoons and in comedy back in the day have shaped our culture and shaped how people think about black people. Oh, they're lazy. Oh, they're this. All they do is eat watermelon and and chicken, and all of those things are put into the American psyche, whether they know it or they don't know it, because that is how the mind works. Whatever you pay attention to, you broaden and build out in your mind. And so if we are paying attention to someone who was saying when it's already difficult for people to disclose that there is sexual assault happening, when there's already power differentials in the world for women and people, LGBT community. And so they're the ones that are most often preyed upon because there is those power differentials. When we sit there and we reinforce those power differentials, we are helping to create culture. So I expect that. um, and, and, And when you just say like, if you don't like it, Turn it off. Well, that's, isn't that what cancel culture is? If, if people don't like it, if people don't want that out there in the world, if people don't want people out there moving the culture in a direction where it makes it harder and harder for people to disclose, when we've been moving in a direction where more and more people are starting to be able to disclose because of believe for the first time, or there's some kind of movement behind them to support them, Dave Chappelle is shutting that down. His intentions are clear.
7: He is trying to
5: shut that down. So I, that's my expectation is you don't shut down movement into a, a place of equality and equity for everybody. Can I say something, okay. Montoya? I'm
2: going to ask one, one quick thing, in you're in, Shelly. So my quick thing is when you hear that I received from that bit that it was ridiculous that we don't discuss this and that there are people who – have been molested, uh, and, and we as a society are not talking about it enough. So when you hear that that's how, what I received, and, we, you know, we don't have Dave on the show to say which one was your attention, the attention that you just mentioned, or the what I received from it. And again, it's not about whether I'm right or wrong, but then when you hear that someone like myself and Shelley receives it as, this is ridiculous that we have this issue in society, like that, you, what do you think of that's what we received? We didn't think of the Michael Jackson power dynamic. Again, no one's right or wrong, but do you understand that some people receive it, comedic genius, one way or the other. You like it or don't like it. So I, I kind of offer that that's what a comedian is taking a chance with. That hey, some people may not get it, but if they get it. This is what I'm shooting for. So when you hear that I received it that way, isn't that a good thing for the very people that you're concerned about? Uh,
5: I I guess it is a good thing if if a person or two maybe receives it that way. But that's my understanding is that's not what happened. We are reinforcing a system that's already in place. Like how, so now now that you have received that, what have you done with it? Have you done anything with it? Like I laughed. Hearing... I laughed, dog.
8: I laughed. I'm sorry to cut you right. off. I laughed. That's what I received from it. It was a comedy. You're not special. sorry to
5: cut me off because you cut me off. I, I'm sorry, 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 but I laughed. You yeah. said
8: what did I receive from it. I laughed. I got from it what I, what I sought to get, comedy. I laughed. That's what I received from it. That was my, that was my reward for clicking on sticks and stones. I
5: laughed. That's it.
8: And I went this on about my, my life.
5: Is, this is what I'm talking about. So that's why I don't think it's helpful. Because he laughed. Right. So, so let me talk. I'm sorry.
2: Go ahead. I mean, I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, you're good. That was good. That's good. That's good. We're good. We we naturally just keep rocking. Go ahead, Justin. I want to let you
5: finish because I I hear he, I'm, I'm you hearing your, you perspective, yeah. your
2: perspective, Justice. Yeah. Go ahead and finish. I didn't know. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead, yeah.
5: Justice. He felt good about it because to me it comes off as excusing that it makes it so people don't have to go and do anything about it. People don't have to do anything about the violence against most vulnerable population of people in the world which is trans women of color people don't have to do anything about child molestation because it's funny and when you laugh at stuff it 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 takes some of the pressure off of these things and so hey i I don't have to do it the power differential is is still intact as long as the people are rich they get to say what they want to say and we can't cancel them we can't say we can't say don't do it anymore because they're already rich and hey that's, that's what rich people get to do. So awesome. Got it. Perfect.
2: All right. Here's my uh, question I'm to you, Latrice. I'm raising my hand. Yeah, let me, let me, yeah, I got you. I got I'm you. I got to move on, Latrice. You know, I'll get back to you, Shelly. I got you, brother. I got to oh. move back to Latrice. And here's the, yep, here's the question. So, Latrice, as I'm hearing both perspectives, Shelly and Justice, book, and people's opinions on what they are, as I'm listening to it, I'm offering Latrice that what Dave did created all of those dynamics. Shelley says, hey, I just laughed. That's that's his perspective. Um, Justin says, hey, he sees that as a problem. I got, hey, it's putting this it on his head. So my question to you, Latrice, is I don't know that comedy can do more than keep exposing what our problems are. And what happens is, to me, the continuations of problems such as child molestation, we're going to move off this topic in a second, but so problems such as this one of the best ways to eventually have something done with it with your platform is to keep exposing it. I don't know that comedy can do much more, but in, spo- in, in exposing it and continue to expose it, it is ridiculous that we have child molestation sitting at our Thanksgiving tables, like comedy, that's comedy's role and keep doing it until the rest of us in fact do do something about it. So, and again, I'm not saying that people should have got what I got from it, I'm tell, I did tell, say to you that that was the comedic genius That I saw in that particular bit But I think comedy will always Risk people Just laughing as a Shelley People being hurt if it's Personal to you as Justice Mentioned people like me like you're Going to run the full gamut I don't think That in my opinion that comedy could do Much more any thoughts on that Latrice I'm sorry Queen I got to get you back mm-hmm. in Okay so I got
7: you back as far, in. Go ahead. As, com- as far as comedy is concerned, it's not high on my my to do list, so I find it infantile. um The fact that you got something intellectual out of it, I don't think that the vast majority of the population who listens to it would get that out of it as far and I would like to say this, the fact that when justice was talking, Shelley's point was what I got out of it was I laughed. So I'd like to say, and this is what I thought when you actually responded before him to my point about what's the broader point, you actually filled in a broader point to give him an out because his statement of what I got out of it was I laughed. He got out of it humor, and that's fine because that's what it was intended to do. But you gave him an out to my question about what his broader point is. So as this continues, as as our dialogue continues, don't answer for him when I ask a question because I want his perspective because you gave him that out because if he actually got, well, let me say this I'm, I'm you, a,
2: yeah, let me say this to you because you you're coming got, let me say this real quick that was my broader point that I needed to make anyway I told you I was going to speak after you right. so I wanted to answer right. that for me personally I had planned to say that regardless right. and I understand that you're right. asking that but I wanted to respond before Shelly responded so that's just understand I wasn't answering for him oh, so that was a point. Yeah, that was just a yeah, point asked that, I, the that I wanted you said, to make what anyway. Was the point?
7: No, no. no, I asked what was your broader what was your broader point because you, that's fair, you were talking but just now, make sure you understand then. I
2: didn't do that, Latrice. No, I, I just understood. wanted to get that real no, quick.
7: I know it was not your intention to do that. But you I were answering your what question.
2: Right. fair Shelley, enough. We're up against the break out. So that's how was. I love the passion. I love the passion. We're up against the break. I'm the phone lines, throw those out there, six four six 787-1691 You have to press 1 To let us know you want to speak We have a lot of callers out there You have to press 1 To let us know that you want to speak We'll open up the phone line Coming out of the break We will play, play another cut That I think is very valid To get into this morning's discussion as well So my guests pay attention to the cut After the break you listen listening to the Mental Dialog Talk Show All I ask is that you think
9: if you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong?
2: Or how about this one? Excuses made zero dollars an hour.
9: I like those. What's their IG?
2: At moneymotivation.co.
9: But do they have any ladies gear? Yes,
2: you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go.
3: And everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk, talk. They still go.
1: When he opens up with a dark screen, Mm -hmm. and you hear him, I was dreaming when I wrote this, from the moment he opens up with Prince, almost as if this is the disclaimer for everything that's about to come after Mm -hmm. And he goes through Anthony Bourdain. He said, this man with this job hung himself in a luxury hotel and then goes immediately into a story about a guy he knew from the hood who went all the way to the Ivy League and ends up at Foot Locker and then says, but, you know, it never, at no moment did this brother ever think about killing himself. It is a master class. And, first of all, he takes race out of it.
10: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, rolling that line where he has and I'm going to give it away. i did when he see it. Where they go in and tell him he can't say the F word in his skit. And then he says, okay. And he says, wait a minute. What about the N word? He said, well, you're not an F. He said, I'm not an N either. Mm. Genius. And this LBGTQ, understand now. I can understand why people in the LBGTQIA community might be offended. And they say, But here's the thing. He talks about the LGBTQIA community. He talks about that community in reference to itself. He doesn't say anything in the external critique of them. As he takes every one of those letters and put it in conversation with the other letter.
2: Welcome back to the Myths of Dialogue talk show. Um, your host Montoya Smith, A.K.A. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Latrice Ross. This morning's discussion question: Dave Chappelle, comedic genius or cancel his ass? Our special guest or Justice Kalo Rain, as well as Shelly Witches. Justice, I'm gonna let you kick off uh, this segment based on what we just heard. Um, any thoughts? Again, um, on that you one are and a supporter of that community, what is your perspective? I don't, I didn't know which particularly that was on the Rolling Martin show. Just to be Give credit. I just don't know that guy who was who making the point. But either way, um, I heard the, and saw the special in that manner. Clearly, you didn't. But I want to hear you know your thoughts in how Dave handled that part of the special, if you will.
5: Uh, I'd actually prefer that Shelley answer this question first.
2: Okay, absolutely. No, not a problem. Go ahead, Shelley. Jump in, King.
8: Oh man, I came inside. Um, hold on one second. Yeah, I just want to say. That uh, Man, there was so much uh, the, the, When you talk about the, the power structure that you're talking about um, Is not this White supremacist power structure The power structure that Dave Chappelle was going in on Was the power structure of the LGBTQIA community That was going after him After the second special That was the power structure he was addressing So if your idea of comedy should be To talk to power and punch up He was talking to that power because they have power. That, that's why we're having this discussion. And the, the broader point that he was making was not about what things we could talk about. Is shutting down speech. When you start to characterize speech and say, this speech is bad, this speech is good, we can only allow this speech, that's the broader point of what he was trying to make. That's why the name of it is Sticks and Stones, because I don't want to live in a world where you're telling me that because you're offended at something I say, I can't say it anymore. You see what I'm saying? The blackface thing, would black people be outraged if uh, if some comedian um, did in blackface? Yes, many would. I wouldn't. If it was a comedian, I wouldn't care. It's a comedian. It's not going to change my world or my life. He's not making policy. And so the broader point is free speech. I don't want to live in a world where you – Justin or Treese or Montoya or anybody else determines what I can and cannot say, what is and is not appropriate to say in a comedy special. And that's the point here. The power structure he's going after is the LGBT, whatever letter you want to add, whatever it is, he's going after that power structure that was seeking to take, take him out because of his second comedy special. And so that's the point here. The point is we don't want, as black people, we should never want or fight to discourage free speech because the mob will eventually turn on us. And that's what the point of this whole thing was. It's comedy. It's comedy, guys. It's, he's not running for president. He's a comedian. And we're intellectualizing something that doesn't need to be intellectualized, particularly when you're starting to have discussions about what's fair, what's not what's uh, insensitive, what you can and cannot say. That's the broader point. I do talk radio. I never want anybody to tell me what I can and cannot say because that's going to destroy not only my livelihood but my freedom, my most basic freedom to say which, what and which I want to say, to whom I want to say it, and suffer the consequences thereof. So if you want to cancel culture, you don't have to watch. You guys are not looking not to watch. You guys are looking to destroy. That's his point. That is his point. Cancel culture is not about not watching. Cancel culture is about destroying. And that's what we're fighting against. That's why he's a genius, because that's what he brought up. And your reaction to it, it, it's a chess move on his part, even they said more genius, in that the, the reaction from the opponents of Dave Chappelle's special is doing exactly what his comedy special the whole entire hour was all about. And I'll end with this. The last thing I want to say is we would not be having this conversation is if this joke was about child molestation. If his joke was Trump molesting Ivanka Trump, you all would be saying, "Oh, he went in, he went in, he did that thing," because of who he talked about was why your reaction is what it was, what it is. Let me say this real
10: um, quick. Can I interject?
2: You come in. You're coming in. Uh, let, me, let me say this real quick. Oh, well, I had Justice still first. I'm gonna go Justice. You're coming you Sorry. Um, the one thing I'll say. Uh, when you keep mentioning the idea of intellectualizing this, Shelley, I would just offer as you said, because we're because it was called sticks and stones, obviously that was intentional, right? And so the intellectual you know uh, even us doing this show with something being worthy of mental dialogue if that makes sense, since we claim to be the return of intelligent radio, I'll say that having your point. I get your point. It get point. Be, yeah, it ends up being necessary. Ends up being necessary kind of for this reason, if I could throw that out. Um Justice, go ahead, King.
5: Uh, Shelly, go ahead. I'm happy to
2: have you go first. You mean Latrice? You want Latrice to go ahead? Is that what I'm hearing?
5: Yeah, sorry, Latrice. Latrice, I'm
2: sorry. Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, Latrice, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Latrice.
7: So first, you know, I, let me just respond to the whole of Trump and was molesting Ivanka. I would have been just as outraged. When I hear the stories and some of the things that he said to his daughter, I'm outraged that he said those things. So no. I can't stand the man, but I wouldn't say he was going in because my sympathy would be what's happening to Ivanka at this point because I understand from that victim's perspective what happened. So you're absolutely wrong on that tip. And as far as cancel culture is concerned, like I said, I don't watch stand-up. As a matter of fact, I found the transcript online and read it because I didn't want to give an hour of my time to stand-up comedy. So as far as cancel culture, when when I heard about the whole Michael Jackson thing and I read it, Oh, I wouldn't watch it because I know that I'm an ally for those who have been molested. Should he have the right to say that? I think that he's an insensitive jerk, but he does have that right because I say what's on my mind, just as you do. So I don't think that we should – should he use his platform responsibly? Absolutely, but that's his choice not to. And just as he stated his opinion – Who determines who's
8: responsible and who's not? You can't determine what's responsible and what's not. My
7: opinion is that he should be more responsible. Just like you have an opinion about this, I do as well. And as I was about to say, he uses his platform as he sees fit, just as you do, just as I do. You and I you and I probably did, don't share very much of the same opinions about anything other than he has the right to say what he wants to say.
2: All right, cop out. So let, me, let me throw this out. And Justice I not want definitely. hear your so so let me just throw this out. Let me throw this out. So, um, Shelly, I think to be fair to the trees, I hear her at least saying, again, while y'all completely are opposites on it on whether he's responsible or should be responsible, y'all are completely opposite on that. I do hear her saying I still have the right to and so ultimately that's what the fight is, in a sense, like you said, fighting against cancel culture if in fact it is the the power structure that you're just you're offering, and I, in my opinion, feel like that is the risk. And so, um, where she stands is all that the, that's all that's being asked here is keep the free speech available, and I, I, I think that's where she's saying y'all agree. And I don't know if you you know you, if, if that's the point where there is some agreement at least when I hear both. Of but speeches. but it's, it's, uh, it's just as well the,
8: the free speech is not okay. the free speech is not available. The free speech is not available if you read a transcript. I, I, I don't understand that. How, how do you have a how do you have a, nuance, how do you have a nuance? How do But but how do you have a nuanced conversation about a comedy special that you didn't see? You read the transcript. Not, that that, that takes away all the context. That takes away entire context of what he did. You can't read a transcript no, of a comedy routine. Come on, Latrice. Perhaps
7: you can't. Perhaps you can't. But the thing is, that's my way of absorbing the information. I didn't have an hour that I wanted to give away to watch the special, and that is my right to absorb that information the way that I see fit. So are you going to infringe on my right to consume information the way that I choose to? Because if that's the case, then you're doing the same thing that you're speaking against.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think that's a fair thought. Justice, we got a couple of minutes before the top of the hour break, so I will definitely kind of – about to hear how you're summing up what what you're hearing between us as we kind of go back and forth on our thoughts and beliefs about this whole issue.
5: I I just I cannot wrap my head around how we think that it is intellectualizing and you shouldn't be intellectualizing comedy when at the same time you're saying how much of a genius that he is and how he is is just so. Uh, intelligent that he is coming at things from a way that people can't understand them. So you are, you are intellectualizing comedy, but you're taking it from your point of view. And in this case, it's from the point of view of, of the black man who, in this, who I believe in this case was punching down on things. And the LGBT community, I don't know how much power everyone thinks the LGBT community has. No one's going to ruin Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle is a multimillionaire. He is not ruined. If he never does another special, he is not ruined. His kid is, is, is eating duck, and he is so um, – he, he never – Money is not well why – money do. is – Sir, money is not hey, why people so do what they love. Hold on. Hold on. Money is
2: not wait, why people no, no, do no, no, what they, no, they love. no. finish, Shelly. Shelly, Shelly, Shelly. Please, gotta, stop. please, please stop. 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 I will definitely – Shelly, Shelly, Shelly. I will give Sorry. you time to stop. speak. I'm, up, I'm at the top of the hour. I'm going to let him finish. And, unfortunately, you'll have to wait until after the hour, after the break, to um, respond. Uh, you got about a minute, brother. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, just.
5: All of this country, rights are being rolled back for the LGBT community. The transsexual women are, without a doubt, the most violence perpetrated um, in this country against. So there is not a whole powerful um, re- red regime of, of LGBT people that can cancel anybody. That is a talking point that gets picked up by folks, and it's just not true. So we are at the top of the hour.
2: I definitely want to respond sure. to Justin. I know Shelly wants to after the hour. Uh, for anybody out there on the phone, we got people on the phone lines, you do have to press 1. I hope you're listening clearly. You have to press 1 if you want to get in. If you're just enjoying the conversation, that is fine, too. We will be back. You're listening to the Mr. Dialog Talk Show. All I ask is that you think.
0: Can you feel it? The music's hidden. I'm going deep within your soul. Well, I'm about to lose control, girl. Let's get with it. Don't be so serious. Tonight is only about us. Let's get back and have some fun. Lights are on the dance floor. Party's getting started, girl. Now's our chance. Make this moment match I don't know what
3: She said, because, David, there's no way that you can ever say the word faggot on our network. I didn't know I did anything wrong. I didn't try to defend myself. I said, all right, fuck it. I'll take it out. Have a good afternoon. And as I was leaving, it occurred to me, hey, hey, Renee, quick question. just <laughs> a question. I, seriously, I want to know, like, why, why is it, why is it that, that I can say the word nigger with Impunity.
2: Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. This morning's discussion question, Dave Chappelle, comedic genius or canceler's ass. My special guest co-host is Patrice Ross, special guest Shelly Winters, as well as Justice Kalo Ray. And just before the break, um, you were mentioning, the, in a sense, the power of the LGBT community is not true, um, was your perspective. Here's a a perspective I have, and and I'll definitely let Shelly jump in. Uh, That bit in particular, uh, the reason that bit that I just played stood out to me, we did a show a couple of years ago with uh, uh, a lawyer by the name of Dan Freeman, who's kind of an expert on free speech. Uh, That was his background, and we did a show on, in a sense, the idea of have we become politically correct when it comes to race, and sexuality. That was the theme of the show, of, of that particular show. And so on that show, I mentioned that we were in a period of time where if I'm a rap artist, I could kill 10 niggas, but I couldn't refer to another heterosexual man and say, I'm going to slap a faggot. Like I said that on that show, and the and, and the reason I was, and I asked the lawyer about that, and I says, hey, we look at that as a sense of power that they canceled out an entire word. Like on this show, I don't even let people say the N-word because we are not a politically correct show. I've had white people on the show, and I make them say, for example, the word, because N-word, we know what it means. Again, I personally despise political correctness because I do feel like it is an attack on our freedom of speech and I think Dave bit pointed that out. So that's how I see genius in it. And I do receive that's there's other aspects of power but again I don't want to get into that full full conversation but I do want to offer that's my take on it and I wanted to hear your response to it and then we'll go to Shelly. Go ahead, Justin Well um I, I...
5: I don't believe that freedom of speech means that you can just say whatever you want. Freedom of speech means that you can speak out against the government and not risk being imprisoned for it. That's what free speech means. It doesn't mean you can go around and say whatever thing that you want to anybody and not have any consequences for it. So Dave... And I, don't think that either. I don't think
2: that either, just so you know. But go ahead.
5: So Dave can say what he said and people have responded to it. So when he said... It, the and and I hit this little bit that you played, like I, I don't believe that making this tired and played out distinction between saying the N word with the ER at the end and the A at the end like changes things. Like I, we all know where that word came from. We all know that quote unquote we took it back. I don't use that word because I don't. I'm not in any way associated with being a nigger, and I don't appreciate it. So, but I get it. Other folks have taken that word back, but that's a tired distinction that he's trying to make, and it's not genius. It wasn't – what they are saying is, hey, you have more latitude when it is your identity to discuss things. You don't have as much latitude when it is outside of your identity to discuss things. And that is definitely the the right of the of a for-profit corporation to decide what they but want to allow. But is it the genius that he
2: said – but is it the genius is I don't identify with either one of them motherfuckers. Like I'm being I'm being passionate on purpose. That's the genius. Exactly. You can't say that exactly. I'm part of this community. Like right. that was the. Right. You know, and I'm not trying to force you to say that it's genius for you, but I do see it as genius when that man says I'm not either one of them. So why can I say it with impunity? Like that's not exactly. the tired. It wasn't the N E G A versus the E R. It was how do you identify me with something I don't identify with. Like, death, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Shelly. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Shelly. Beyond, in addition, not beyond, in addition to
8: what you just said, how do you have the nerve to tell me what I can and cannot say? That's the broader point, simply because I don't identify with uh, with a group of people. So if I'm not part of this group of people, I can't talk about them now. I can't laugh at them now, which is the entire basis of comedy throughout this history, going all the way back to the Greeks. This is what the entire basis of comedy is, and so what you, what, 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 what my man is saying, Justin is saying, is that if, oh, you're, if you're not part of the LGBT community, you cannot make fun of the LGBT community, and that was the point of the entire comedy special. If since I'm not part of it, I can't make fun of them, and if I do, you're going to try and destroy my career and tell me what I can, I cannot say. That is the point that he was making. You just made it for
5: us, Justin. Justin. Well, first, I never said that you can't talk about a community, I never said any of that. But what I am saying is that when you're taking words that have historically been used to oppress and dehumanize and and lead to violence, then you need to be significantly more responsible when using them. And I believe that Dave Chappelle has been using them in a way that have been harmful to the most vulnerable populations on the planet. And Dave Chappelle identifies as a nigga. Okay. he has called all his friends it. He's called himself it. He does identify as that. So you can't say that he doesn't identify as that. I don't. I understand that black yeah. people do, but that's not me. Right. Man, he can talk about right. that. He can I talk about fair. his community. I think that's
2: fair. I think that's fair. Let me throw this out. And Latrice, I want Latrice to stop. I think what you're saying is correct that he does. So here's where I see genius. Of course, he talks about. He said. He said. It, it, an, I think. As a matter of fact, I'll play a bit on the next, and you'll hear what he says. Nigga, shut up! Like, so it's not that he doesn't say it. It doesn't that he doesn't identify with it. So the genius is, I yes, I do identify with this community. But so to make the point that that should not be a reason that I should be able to say it with a punity because you outside of my community can't tell me what I identify with. Regardless of how you see it, so what I'm saying is, like to me, that's where I see a comedian taking his craft and making it just more than last because he's he's putting these bits together. And one thing I heard um, Donnell Rollins say, and I didn't I didn't bring this cut to the table, but he what his thing is, he says, "Well, Dave is at that level where those are the one the risk that he likes that he likes to take, but here's the idea of the risk. The risk is." And you, and I think what I'm saying will be heard more so in the next cut. He puts two sides of an issue when it comes to abortion, you'll hear it. He puts both sides up against what they believe. Like, to that's where some of us are seeing comedic genius, like you said. He personally does identify, but to make a bit where he says, well, I don't identify either, being intentional with the bit. In, in my eyes is where I see genius. Latrice, any thoughts? Again, I know, like you said, comedy, you didn't want to give an hour to it, and that's fair, and I do agree with um, your point um, with it that you made before the break, when you kind of, in a sense, saying to Shelley, hey, how I choose to receive the information, I think that is absolutely all right, and you're able to speak on it. it, it, it although, yes, Shelley, it may lack some context, I still think that she can speak on it just as much as she likes from the context that she has, even if it's not the full context. of of viewing it. Uh, But any thoughts on, you know, what we're dialoguing about? If you want to get in on this morning's discussion, please press one. Got a lot of listeners out there, but you have to press one if you're interested in getting in. Go ahead, Latrice. I'm sorry, I got her muted again, Queen. I think you got stuff in the background, so I'm kind of muting you myself. Sorry. I don't. I'm in a
7: a completely quiet room. Okay, i have just been noticing it. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. That's
2: why I've been doing it. I do apologize. Go ahead, Queen.
7: Um. I got a different take on that probably because of the work that I do. So when when he highlighted the point that he's allowed to say that nigger, or nigger or, or the N-word or whatever you want to call it, and it's simply they allow you to do that because they view you as that. And so it's okay for you to use that word because you are a part of that nigga community. So that's what I took from it, whether it's the right way or not, but that was my interpretation of it because of the work that I do as a diversity and inclusion consultant. So um, I, th- that's just what I thought. Oh, wow. So they, while you may not see yourself in this bit as that, they're saying that I see it in, in the sense that not how we've defined it as someone that's ignorant or crass or whatever, but as a black person, that's what I took.
2: Right, so let me ask you what's in that take, because like you said, that's your fair take of it. So do you not see some genius in throwing that back in their face? If we're going to use, you know, they see you this way, if we're going to, I hate using that term, but just for the sake of making this conversation succinct, isn't that the genius to a certain extent? Again, I'm not trying to have you like Dave Chappelle. That's not the goal here. I'm just talking about the methodology that at least – how we that see it as a genius, how we see it, there's some methodology to why we see it that way. And, again, you don't have to agree with that, but do you see that he's throwing it back in the face that just because you, they see me this way, I'm telling you that's not okay. Like, is there any aspect of that? Is that available? Can you see that perspective maybe?
7: I mean, I see that perspective. Um, But to what end? I mean, I see that. I got that.
2: Well, yes. To to, 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 to what end is things start, ideology, ideas, start with ideas. Mm -hmm. So when we actually see actions, when we look at history, and everybody knows how much I love history. So when when we look at history, typically when we see an action, and we always had this concept of being on the right side of history, right? So when you see a, a concept that is now deemed, in the past as here's, was, here's how you were on the right side. But well, if we look back at the course of history to figure out when did the idea for that change to start, sometimes you're 30 years before, sometimes you're 50 years before, sometimes you're 100 years before. And I'm not there saying that little joke but in itself will be, you know, a hundred years from now, like like people are already st- stop using the term. I don't personally use the term. I have a reason why I allow it to be used on the show again because we are against political correctness at all times on this show. I no longer use the term as well. The just even put that out there, but I I do offer that when I see. Art artists, artists who take shots. Some 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 do well with their art. Some do bad with their art. But I see this as a small little chink to say, hey, why are we using this word? Even though he still chooses to. So I don't I don't like. And to me, your artist genius is being a, of the hip hop culture. There's plenty of artists that make songs and things about. The music that are not their life, so I'm not attaching it personally to whether Dave sees himself as a nigga or not. I see him in the artistic way making a bit that takes him out of being one purposely for that intention. So when you say to what end, the what end is people getting the idea of possibly saying maybe I shouldn't see myself as a nigga, even though he might still do. That's the to the end that we can't measure. In, in, in human yes. involvement. But that Montoya, but that's Montoya, not- Montoya, and, and,
7: and okay, Montoya, And I'm okay you're, with that, Montoya, because I'm okay with that, Montoya, because if I, if I didn't believe that he has the right to express that, then I would be remiss. So he absolutely has the right to express that, and it can be considered genius, and that's fine. Um, I think it was a great point that he brought up because we have a – while a lot of white people just consider a, a, the N word a, a black or a black person, he's bringing that additional nuance to it. How we view it as someone that's ignorant and crass and all of these other things, and he's saying, "No, I'm not that." So therefore, why do you allow me to use it? So I get that context. I don't necessarily. Call nice it fair, you. Man,
2: all, yeah, but fortunately, you, Shelly, Shelly, you are coming out of the break. So I hope we all forget the break. You know, I got to take care of my sponsor. So let me do this, and, and you not first out of the break. It, okay? <laughs> he, can say, he can say whatever he wants, too, Dollar Trees, That go both ways. He
7: can, and I got <laughs> right, for to on too. We all forget
2: to break. All I ask is that you think. We'll be right back. If you're looking to purchase or sell a home in Atlanta's competitive real estate market, there's only one real estate agent we call on, They're from Abdullah. Not only is he honest and straightforward, but he has a proven, repeatable strategy that consistently gets his clients the homes they wanted versus their second or third choice. What's Elfram's secret? His virtual, on-the-spot offer moves his clients to the front of the line for purchases. And for sales, his no-nonsense approach gets your home sold and off the market. For a results-oriented real estate experience, contact Elfram Abdullah, a licensed agent powered by EXP Realty, at 770-800-7922. Again, that number is 770-800-7922.
3: real with me. And I know nobody gives a fuck what I think anyway. Uh, I'm not for abortion. Oh, shut up, nigga. <laughs> I'm not for it, but I'm not against it either. It all depends on who I get pregnant. I don't care. I'll tell you right now. I don't care what your religious beliefs are or anything. If you have a dick, you need to shut the fuck up on this one. there it is. This is theirs. The right to choose is their unequivocal right. Not only do I believe they have the right to choose, I believe that they shouldn't have to consult anybody except for a physician about how. They exercise that right. Gentlemen, that is fair. And ladies, to be fair to us, I also believe if you decide to have the baby, a man should not have to pay. (laughs) That's fair. If you can kill this motherfucker, I can at least abandon him.
2: My money, my choice Welcome back to the Mr. Law Talk Show I'm your host, Montoya Smith A.K.A. Black Socrates My own special guest co-host, Latrice Ross This morning's discussion question Dave Chappelle, comedic genius Or canceler's ass Special guest, Justice Kalo Rain As well as Shelly Winters Shelly Winters, I agree to let you lead off this break, so if you will, can you jump in where you fit in? Um, first of all, the clip that you just played, so on its surface, did you see what he did?
8: And 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 and, and here's where we talk about the genius part. Um, what he did was he gave the argument to the prevailing argument right now, pro-choice argument, he gave them exactly what they wanted to hear, and you heard the women jump up and down and cheer and everything else. But then... He, back, he pulled it back on – They pulled back the – what we call, what I call when I do my talk radio show, pulling back the onion because the onion on the surface says you have a right to choose. You can do whatever you want, right? That's the onion on the surface. But when you pull back the onion, what he did was pull back the slice of onion and say, however, if you're going to kill it – understand what he said. If you're going to kill this MF, then I have a right to abandon it. And now the genius in what he said was, and it's been said by several others, it's been said by people before, but the genius in what he said was, you're fighting for the right to kill something that never exists anymore. I'm simply saying that I can abandon it. it. It's still living. It still has a life. It still gets to go to college. It still gets to do all the things that it wants to dream about doing and can do. But understand, that's the genius in the comedy. That's the genius in what he just did. It wasn't about men abandoning their kids. He wasn't supporting men abandoning their kids. He was turning the argument on its head that when you fight for the right to kill something, I can definitely fight for the right or I have the right to abandon it. At least it's still alive. That's the genius of what you just played that I got from it. Now, to the point about what Justice said about LGBT trans women and all this stuff – the most powerful group of people in this country right now, besides white women, is the LGBT community. They run culture. They are at the head of every single movie division, every single head of movies, production, all of these These people are gay people, and it's and it's already been documented. They are. Clive Davis is – I mean, not Clive Davis. Uh, what's his name um, uh, that has the big guy? I forgot his name. In, in the movie industry, the a gay man. They have, they have what's called a purple mafia in Hollywood. It's been documented. It's not – it's not a talking point. This is true. So when you talk about they have no power, yeah, the, the trans woman or trans man on 14th Street in Midtown, yes, they have no power. But the people that are making decisions about our culture and where our culture goes, they're most powerful people in that part in in that community. And so that's who Dave is going after. So to say it's a talking point, it's not true. It's just simply not true. And and so the point of the point of what I'm saying here, Montoya, is is that this entire special was about freedom of speech. That's all it was about. And, and, and so when you talk about – and I, would, I didn't say intellectualizing. I said over-intellectualizing the concept of what we're doing here. When you start talking about a comedy routine and equating it with the white supremacist power structure and all that, that's what I mean by over-intellectualizing it. Um, of course we're going to intellectualize something that we're calling genius. I understand that point. My point was you're, we're over-intellectualizing it to the point where we're asking Dave Chappelle, a comedian, gotcha. to change the world with his comedy. Justice,
2: I'll let you respond.
5: Um, okay, so 2% of speaking characters were identified as lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgendered in movies in 2017, Okay, and, and the majority of those came in two movies. All right, so this belief, this quote-unquote documented belief, there's this purple mafia out there that is dictating the the culture. I don't believe is characters accurate.
8: are not themes. sir. Characters are not themes. Characters are not themes. So don't equate the yes. two. Characters are right. not themes. When you start, let's well, people, like like no, Say it
2: once and let him let him let him continue. I don't mind you. Pointing, to him, pointing out that because you want him to speak on it, let him speak on it. Okay.
5: So, characters are things. I don't want him to misconstrue what I said.
2: Let him finish. Let him, yeah, I understand. No, no, let him respond, Shelley. You know, it's a cool. It's cool. I do it too. I'll quickly interrupt and say, "Well, let me make sure this is not misunderstood." I don't mind when you do that, but don't allow him to finish, please.
5: Okay. So, I would like to see the documented um, data that shows that these folks are in charge of the community. So there's 232 executives that decide the media diet for about 90% of Americans. Those are mostly cisgendered, straight, white male. That's who holds those executive positions, and those are the ones that are deciding what gets out there into the world. And the numbers have been studied by the Annenberg Institute on Inclusivity, by Gina Davis Institute, are showing that there is a great disruption. David Geffen,
8: David Geffen is the most powerful man in music and, and movies, and he's a gay man, okay? Let's shut this down right now. Come on, man. I don't want to hear Annenberg 230. That is not true. There are powerful people that are more powerful than other people. You know that and I know that. Come on,
5: man. Okay, so there are 232 executives that ha- do decide the – media diet for 90% of Americans. That is true. That has, the study has been done. The Annenberg Institute is out of USC. They study this work, and that have, have been studies that are done. There's a great invisibility of most marginalized communities. Women don't even, get to, don't even have speaking roles. There's like 20% of speaking roles out there. And usually when they're in speaking roles, they're talking about how pretty they are, or they're in a romantic relationship to a man. They don't have their own standalone. And that is changing because it impacts our culture and how we see the world, how we interact with the world, how we interact with ourselves. Now, getting to the abortion thing, I will not ever say that Dave Chappelle is not a master of his craft. He is very, very good at what he did. I, I understood his tactics in the abortion. I don't agree with his stance on whether or not a fetus is a living human being that is killed, but that's... That's not the point. Like, I honestly didn't have a problem with that because he is talking about things that impact him, that he is involved in, and he is bringing attention to an issue in a way that makes you think. I didn't have a problem with that. And he stated his opinion. I didn't think that that opinion was was harmful to folks. I didn't think he was punching down. I had no problem with that. I do have a problem with people punching down. And you can say that so one person has – power and so therefore it the entire LGBT community has power. So because Jay Z and Beyonce are billionaires, the bla- all black people have all power over the industry, that just doesn't seem logical to me.
2: So if two
8: hundred and thirty so let me throw this out if white Maybe, men no, no, wait, wait,
5: wait. You just you just said the Annenberg, two hundred
8: and thirty six white men have the power of culture. They have power, but Beyonce I and I and, oh, come on man. I,
2: let me let me jump in. Let me jump in because this is what I this is what I hope to, hope to do. We're trying to have dialogue here, right? And so, so what I one just just that one part that y'all are talking about. So the the, the the here's here's nuance versus just kind of taking extreme sides. So I think just as there that, that it is fair to say that within the industry that there are some people who in fact are more powerful than others. I think that was a decent point. You know when Shelley says that, I will. So so in that being an aspect, we also know that historically we've come to learn when 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 I think Michelle talks about the documentation of, and what he means by documentation is people that have taken the time to particularly figure out who were the most powerful executives, you know, in the history of Hollywood, that kind of thing. That that information is out there, and you can look at it and agree or disagree with it. That's your choice. But in that. Documentation coming forward, uh, uh, we also know that even forty years ago, there were very powerful, for example, gay executives in Hollywood, and even they were choosing to make the decision of what made them the most money in movies and not making the effort to in a sense bring forward in, if you would if you will, their own community at that time as cultural sentiments are changing. You are seeing more of that my point just my point being is the most powerful executives, even historically in Hollywood, while having certain back you know having whatever their backgrounds, they still sometimes went out to the bottom line based on public sentiment and so um just kind of you know pointing out that that most powerful person what, can choose based on whatever their motivation is. And so by identifying what they are alone doesn't always tell us what's happening, if that makes sense. But I definitely want to hear your response to it. And, again, I'm just trying to get into some nuance of what I hear both of you saying. Go ahead, Justin.
5: Yeah, no, I understand. Like, there are LGBT people who are in the closet because they have to be, because it's dangerous in the world for them to not be, because they lose their jobs if they come out, because they can't adopt kids if they come out. So I understand people being in the closet. I also understand the point that you're saying that it's a business, and so people make bottom line, uh, they they make choices based on their bottom line. But it's also prescriptive. So if you only put out there certain things in society because entertainment plays on our neural processes and we engage with it and we have mirror neurons and when we watch it, we human beings are able to become a part of the story and feel the emotions and know where people are coming from. That is expressly a human trait, so because entertainment is important, it becomes prescriptive, and so if you only put the, the people out there who talk a certain way, think a certain way, then society begins to mirror that, and, and, and the bottom line is we, we're finding out right now that black women leads are making more money in Hollywood than anyone else. This, it, it was a myth. It was a story that was told over and over again because of the power structure and women and women of color have been fighting against that power structure, and then and when they get the opportunity, it has been paying off for the bottom line, so that the, the entertainment industry may now change because money rules this world. And money in this country is rooted in a white supremacist system, period.
2: So is that a recent finding? that we are up against the break? I'm just asking real quickly before I go to the next break. Is that something re- – I, mean, I wasn't aware of the part that you're talking about because I just – maybe as of a year ago, I still heard, for example, just asking about this, um, Tarazi to, to P. saying that was still an issue just over a year ago. So is this something that is brand new that they're getting paid, this number? But again, I just heard Taraji say this a year ago. Just Look,
5: they're not getting paid the same as their male counterparts or their white male counterparts but those, the, the movies are making more money, and if okay. at the break, I'll okay, guys, I, was just, yeah, I was just
2: asking about that. Oh, no, absolutely, guys. That was good information to hear. All right, we are up against our next break. we got about a half hour to go. we got people, again, out there on the phone lines. If you're online and want to get in, the number is 646-787-1691. Again, that number six four six seven eight seven one six nine one. 646-787-1691. We haven't lost any callers, so I guess they're just sitting back and enjoying it. If you want to get in, you do need to press 1. We'll be right back. All I ask is that you think. My name is Montoya Smith A.K.A. Black Socrates I am the owner and facilitator Of the Mental Dialogue Community Support Group Focused on practical solutions And the collective thinking of the black community We do that one of two ways Every third Friday, 7 p.m. at Urban Grind. Or Saturday mornings, the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Contact us at mentaldialogue.com or on Facebook at Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think.
6: And I kept trying to break down, you know, where where, where the jokes come from. You know, Kevin, these uh, insensitive jokes mm. that you told Back then, why? What? What makes you? Why would you even say those things? And the hardest thing for me to explain, I was like, Do you think people think of jokes, and while thinking of them, think that they're not going to be funny? Every, everything that you think of in a joke form, you're thinking of it because you think you're going to get a laugh behind it. Yeah. The gamble is, if I get the laugh versus not get the laugh. If yeah. I don't get the laugh. Joke was not funny If I get a laugh then I guess I'm on to something There isn't a bunch of thought that goes into The funny moments that we think May be great bits Yeah. I wish that I had a more Logical answer to put behind it I said but I don't especially at that time in my career I just thought it would be funny The same way that Some people think certain jokes are funny, they aren't funny. It's a thought Comedians are constantly throwing shit out there Yeah. You're constantly rolling the dice And throwing shit out there Half the shit you roll ain't good. Right. It's not going to be good. The other half may be all right. May be kind of good. But it's all with the intent of entertaining. It's not with the intent of being malicious. It's not with the intent of sparking hatred. It's all trying to make you laugh. Yeah. That's it. Like, it's, it's literally that simple from a thought within a comedian's mind. Yeah. Nothing, nothing else. And they kept trying to look for this, like, hard definition of why. And I was like, I don't have it. I don't have the reason why. I thought it would be funny, and it wasn't. That's the downfall.
2: That's it. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co host Patrice Ross, this morning's discussion question, Dave Chappelle, comedic genius, or cancel his ass, special guest Justice Kalo Rain, as well as Shelly Winters, as we hear, cut a pull, particularly for this show, Um, Joe Rogan, again, with Kevin Hart. um, In the the dressing, um, when he, in a sense, that came, in a sense that we'll say, I'll use this term, cancel culture, came after Kevin Hart uh, prior to the uh, uh, Was the uh, the Emmys, I I think it's the Emmys it was or whatever, and if you did see the, for those that did see the Dave Chappelle, I thought the bit on Kevin Hart, again, was, my opinion, genius, and it was addressing what we just heard Kevin Hart speak to. And, again, my perspective, everybody on this line can give their perspective, that simply for the comedian, when they're in their lane, and I think we do think of Kevin Hart as someone who simply stays in, in his lane, so we you know, so within the comedic world, people enjoy Kevin I don't think they rank him with the greats per se, because getting ranked with the greats is doing something like a Dave Chappelle did with Sticks and Stones where you attempt to address issues in culture that we typically as a public sometimes think in our minds, but not are not willing to say, and so the comedian puts it out there, and now we're over-intellectualizing, as, as a Shelley would say. And, again, I'm, I'm, I'm messing with you when I say that, King. I understand exactly how you mean it now. Um, but with that said, here we are over-intellectualizing something that Kevin says is, hey, at the end of the day, we're not giving that much thought. We're just trying to be funny. Patrice, you haven't spoken in a while. Again, I always like to have a woman co-host to get the woman's perspective on sometimes what us as men, we are missing when we're dialoguing back and forth. So if you will, Queen, I'll kind of open up the floor, uh, your thoughts on what Kevin had to say. And again, I know you've already kind of mentioned how you see comedy, but for those of us who do see it in whatever role we see it in, any thoughts on all of that? Oh, I did it to her again. I'm sorry, Queen. I'm, I'm getting some background from you, so that's kind of why I keep muting. I do apologize. I'm not sure you're why, because – whatever reason I'm getting. Yeah, I yeah, I just get it. When I, I, when I when I mute you, I'm, it doesn't come up. So I'll just kind – of, when you're talking, it's good. So it must good, be something with not. i my phone
7: because, I'm, because I'm muting. Yeah, yeah, may the I'm fall. Muting yeah my, maybe when when the phone. So I'm i
2: to keep doing that to you, but go ahead, Queen. Right.
7: So as far as Kevin Hart is concerned, when he was – when the issue arose with him hosting the Oscars, I actually thought it was completely wrong how he was treated because the statements that were made were made 10 years prior. And hopefully we're all evolving as humans and we're still learning and growing. My thought process 10 years ago is completely different than it is now. And so I don't think that, I think that if someone um, understands that what I did or said back then was wrong. I mean, the governor of Alabama is now being faced with criticisms about blackface when she was in college and she's in her sixties now. So yeah, maybe you have to own what you did, but it shouldn't impact where you are now. Um is my is my belief. And you know, I, I like Kevin Hart and and what he does. Um when I hear his bits, his the trailers and things, I laugh sometimes. I think he was treated unfairly in that instance. I think anyone who is being um being treated harshly for things that they did 10, 15, 20, 50 years ago, I think that's, that's wrong um, because we all change beliefs. I wasn't pro-Black 10 years ago. I thought that Black people, you know, the way I was raised, if you're not succeeding, you're just lazy. But I've evolved my thought process. Now, as far as trans people, that, that comment he made about trans people, I agree with Justice that he chose the most vulnerable group because even within the LGBTQ plus community, the trans community feels unmarginal, They feel marginalized. They feel as if they're not accepted. And they have to deal with so many things, even being a part of what's perceived as a powerful community. They're, they're on the outskirts, if you ask them, of that community. As far as the abortion issue is concerned, I think he's on point. If a woman and a man have consensual sex, if a baby, if, if a fetus develops, if the woman gets pregnant, and she decides that she wants to keep the baby, and the man says, I don't, then he should be able to remove himself from responsibility, just as if a woman gets pregnant, and she wants to have an abortion, and the man says, I want to keep it, and she decides that she wants to have an abortion. Fair is fair. If you're pregnant, you want to keep it, I don't, I should be able to remove myself from responsibility, just as a woman has that right to go and abort a child, a fetus. So let
2: so, me, me throw to- out this. So yeah, so let me talk about your thoughts. And here's where, again, I see comedic genius. And again, not asking you to see it that way. But as I hear you go down, you know, these different bits, as you, you know, may have read them or hear us bring it up on this show, and you're kind of saying, hey, well, here's my take on kind of where I agree or disagree with Chappelle. And and so what I'm going to share with you as I hear you, for example, talking about how Kevin Hart was treated. And I don't know if you saw this part or read this part of the script, but here's a, a genius point, from my opinion, of in him picking on his good friend Kevin Hart, who I could only imagine how how much he laughed listening to Dave call him out like that for the, whenever he saw it for the first time. But I put it, you know that aside. He makes this one point during the bit where he goes, even ten years ago with the tweet, when he says, "I will." For, you know, for those who may not remember or haven't seen it, when he says, you know, I wouldn't want my son to be gay and if I see tendencies or something to the effect he pre tweeted that I would hit him over the head, you know, with a dollhouse and mm-hmm. or whatever. And true to true to Kevin Hart's form of saying, Hey, just simply trying to be funny, well, Dave Chappelle pointed this out. So while Kevin eventually started apologizing later, you know, to a certain extent Dave Chappelle made this point. He was like, "I we know it had to be a joke because it means Kevin would have had to have bought his son a dollhouse mm-hmm. to even, right. if, if there was any malicious intent whatsoever. So in a sense, Dave was pointing out, damn it, people, this is just a joke. And I know it's a joke because Kevin's making this joke not having even have bought, so he's saying, like, to make or to try to make him be serious and make him apologize for something he was never serious about, it even turns the ridiculousness on top of his head even more. I saw that as genius when he pointed out, because I'm laughing and watching it, but when he says he would have bought him a dollhouse, I'm like, damn, not only was it crazy that we're trying to make him, you know, get in trouble for something he may have said 10 years old. As you say, he may have felt different about or sees it different now. No, it's not, a, Dave was saying, no, it was not about seeing it different. It's about society. How are you missing the point of this being simply a simple tweet that he was simply trying to make people laugh and to make it into something more to where 10 years later he needs to talk about does he still feel that way? He's showing the absurdness of us as a society today. That's where I see the comedic genius. Um, any response from any of you? Um, I'll let you respond yeah, I, first. I'd like to
5: I'll go with. Okay, go ahead, Justice. Go ahead. Okay, so um, this, that bit was an example of creative rewriting of history. So the tweet said that if he sees his kid exhibiting any gay behavior and playing with his daughter's dollhouse, He's going to take, hit that dollhouse and smash it over the head of his kid. And, and Dave made it seem like there was a magic dollhouse somewhere. No, he's talking about if I see my kid playing with, with toys that I don't think are, are appropriate for his sex, I'm going to hit him with those. I'm going to be violent against him. That's what Dave said. And in the gay community, and Dave acknowledged it, he said, they have told me horrendous, horrendous stories of what they have gone through just to be themselves. Now, I didn't quite understand my sexuality when I was younger, and I don't even remember this, but my sister remembers this, that my, my stepdad would go around and say, you know, what do you call a gay on skate roll-aids? Like th- those, so, now, I don't remember that because I don't remember a lot of things that are negative, but those things impact children. That is violence against a child who has no... Oh. Uh, has no control over over his sexuality. And there is so much violence that is perpetrated against kids. They are disowned from their family. They are left out on the street. Like 50% of kids out on the street, uh, homeless kids on the street are from the LGBT community because their families disown them and are violent against them for being who they are. So Dave was real smart when he said, I'm going to paraphrase this because I'm not good at telling other people's jokes. And he took away Part of it that was really stinging. So, so yes, he's a genius. He knows what he's doing, but I think he's being harmful, and he's not taking into consideration that these are some of the most vulnerable populations. LGBT children are vulnerable. Period.
2: All right. So I'm gonna say you this, Shelly, You got it. I'm just saying something no, quick. Just get, I got you, it. you got it, I, Shelly, just let me, Shelly, Let me say this, and you got it, brother. Please work with. I didn't say nothing. So. I didn't say nothing. You're right, cool. 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 So. Justice, I'm hearing you clearly. Again, we always want the opinions. You know, maybe you know. obviously there's some areas where we, we differ here. And as I hear you say that, I'll tell you what I'm also hearing, and Shelly has it. I'm also hearing that comedy can't be itself in the sense that comedy does choose to pick on all groups. I think Shelly made a great point from the very beginning when you think of a mom's baby or, as he said, with the – uh, baby kids, uh, Um, you know what I mean, the punching down. These are things that we've allowed comedy to do. That's the role that comedy has served all the way down to um, even if you think about even European history where they had the jester, the uh, you know, in the jester the or whatever. Sometimes the jester could say things to the king that everybody else would die for. So there's this role that comedy has always played Pushing the envelope, where even people, at, you know, like you said, who are most vulnerable, can in sense. So I think yeah. the front to be the be, yeah. Go ahead, Shelly. You got it. No? Like, okay. Go
8: yeah. Oh, yeah. What I was saying. What I was saying was. Um, what I was saying was uh, there are whole cultures around the world where um, uh, LGBT communities are not disliked by the family or tossed out by the family or are actually killed actually killed and so when you talk about this in this term we're talking about comedy you're talking about a cultural thing you're talking about a, fami- a family thing that is it's it's is different all around the world we're talking about comedy so when dave chappelle t- tells the kevin hart joke he's making a broader point he also talks about in that in that segment of his comedy special he talks about how they kevin hart reached the pinnacle of a comedian's career hosting the oscars where uh, only one other black man had ever done it. Forget forget comedian, now look at black comedian. And he had reached the pinnacle of his career only to be brought down from a tweet 10 years ago by a group you say is not powerful, <laughs> right? That's the funny part about this whole entire conversation. You call this group not powerful, but they were able to take away this guy's opportunity within 24 hours of him receiving it over a tweet from 10 or 15 years ago. Now, the point that Dave also made at the end of that thing was he said, Kevin then said he wasn't going to apologize, and that went on an apology tour, which was funny. But what he was saying was, I'm not going to do that. What he was setting you up for was to say that for the rest of this hour, I'm going to destroy the people that went after Kevin Hart. That's essentially what he did. And he didn't mean destroy them by making, triggering them and making them remember when they were children and what they went through. No, I'm going to destroy them in the way they destroyed Kevin Hart. I'm going to poke fun at them, just like what comedy does. And so when I talk about the is you intellectualizing you're, you're, and, 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 and I understand the personal stories, but personal stories don't come into play when you're talking about comedy. When I was growing up, if you exhibited yeah, – Hey,
2: let me um, – let, let's get the growing up story after my last break. We're on, we're on our last break. Let's get it out of the break and the caller will get well, you well, out well, I, I, just well, well, Okay. Right, let me know if it was quick. I've got 20 seconds to go to the break. Go ahead.
8: No, I'm just saying that when we were growing up, if the kid that couldn't run fast or catch a ball, he got called names. Now, I don't know if that kid right now is a guy that struggled in childhood because he had a uh, sexual tendencies that was not accepted by others. All we knew was you couldn't run and you couldn't catch a football. That's it. We we weren't delving into the psyche of a seven-year-old and his struggles with his sexual identity because we had no idea about ours. Oh, uh, we up against the
2: break. So, yeah, we up against the break. We'll be right back. Listening to the Get to Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think.
9: Babe, where did you get that hat and t shirt? I like that.
2: Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right?
9: Yes, and I love the message on it too. You are the hustle, huh?
2: That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneur spirit, and what I like the most. It's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out.
9: If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong?
2: Or how about this one? Excuses made $0 an hour.
9: I like those. What's their IG?
2: At moneymotivation.co.
9: But do they have any ladies gear? Yes,
2: you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, Pull up their website, MoneyMotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. And everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk, talk. see still know
3: with me. Cause I look like money. Smell like money. Talk like money. Even walk like money.
4: For details to become a sponsor of Mental Dialogue, visit Facebook at Mental Dialogue or call Montoya Smith at 404-604-9477. That's 404-604-9477. Mental Dialogue, where all I ask is that you think, that you think, that you think.
2: Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. If you have a product or a service you want to get out to the smartest audience in all of radio, please directly give me a call at 404-604-9477. If you are an individual listener and I have plenty of that do support, go to mentaldialogue.com and become a Mental Dialogue supporter. We do need your support to keep intelligent radio on the air, otherwise we would not be here. Uh, looks like Shelly may have dropped it. He used to know he was out in the dent, so he may have had to go. Um, so I won't get his thoughts coming out of the break. I'm going to go ahead and go to a caller since we do have some interest in some getting in. Area code 678 name. give us your name. Caller, you're live on the air. You, you got something in the background.
10: The in the background. Uh, hey,
4: this is Soul Scribe.
2: I'm hey, driving. what's
4: going on,
2: Queen? Um, I'm sorry, I'm driving. I think you got the show in the background, the so in can. The background, I'm assuming because I hear it coming through, so we so can really? cut it off in the oh, background, we really? so can
4: I don't. I'm in my car, so I called in. Okay, line. I'm just
2: getting feedback. Okay, <laughs> uh, you're, you're going, quit. You're, uh, you're clear. So it's just me, Queen. Okay, Queen. Okay. Well, I wanted
4: to call and say it's been a great show. You guys are extremely passionate and. um, I've enjoyed it thus far. I will say when I was watching it yesterday that I totally disagree with a lot of the stuff that he said. Especially, I don't feel like there's anything funny about child molestation. I don't care who who is involved. I, I don't think it's funny. Um, it, it's. I think it's completely insensitive. Um, I, and I also think, based on listening to a lot of this morning's uh, conversation, that, You know, we we say, oh, just because it's always been done that way, we think it's okay to continue doing it that way. I don't care who the greats were, what was done 15, 20 years ago. Um, I think if we look at, like, the health industry and mental illness and the effects and trauma from the things that people deal with in real life, to, uh you know to just disregard the effects of oh to say it's just a joke um or we're just playing get over it you know have tougher skin man up whatever you want to say uh we are emotional mm-hmm. human beings we have feelings we are real and I feel like the you know um people are picked on you've got suicide you've got depression you got all these things and someone mm-hmm. turns on the TV to watch a comedy special and they in, in their faith are some of the things that they deal with i, I just think it's totally insensitive to act you know, sensitive, emotional human beings to not feel and to consider them in your content. That's
2: just how I feel about it. Ah, Strong thoughts. I'm going to let Latrice and Justice both respond. Again, Shelly's dropped right now. I don't know if we have to go, but uh, Latrice, I'll I'll start with you. What are your thoughts in reference to those sides of of our discussion? There's
7: there's so much background noise. Um, There's feedback. But um, what I'll say is it's not, and I'm so glad she went there because I was just writing out um, I think that what we see happening now is that more people are willing to speak up and out um, about their experiences about being molested, about being abused, about all of these things um, than they were in the past in the past it was it was a shame, it was hidden no one talked about it. so um, we're talking about it, we're expressing our feelings, and we are wanting justice for those things that have happened to us. and so um, what they this may be why there is this new uproar when we when, when we have specials like Sticks and Stones, and so the question that I actually had, and you know, she went there, is it time for comedy to evolve, to evolve with society? Um, to me, that will be the comedic genius when we can see comedy that is evolving to understand that certain people's amygdalas get triggered or hijacked when these types of topics are brought up? And is it just so? Is it still okay because this is what moms mainly did or this is what Richard Pryor did and this is what all of these people did? We as a society have to evolve because when we know better, you do better. And I think that's what people expect.
5: Justice, your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, first of all, I I find it hard to believe that a a black female comedian in the early 1900s had anyone to punch down on, so let's start with that. But, you know, when Dave started talking about the Me Too movement, I could not hear anything other than white Americans saying to black people, um, hey, I agree with what you're saying, I agree with your plight, but you're going about it the wrong way, you're not doing it right. And if, if white America does not get to decide for black people how we fight back against our oppressive, oppression, against the oppressive system, then black folks don't get to decide for, or the men don't get to decide for women how they fight back against oppression. And there seems to be a race to be the next oppressor. To me, Dave Chappelle was very clear about his intent. He thought that anyone who didn't think the way he thought was dumb, He definitely said that it's celebrity hunting season time. Folks want to sit in their power and in their money and not do anything to evolve this country and this community when our country needs to be evolved. Hate crimes have increased everywhere across this country over the last four years. They are continuing to increase because the dialogue out in the world is changing. So anyone who thinks that dialogue is not important that narratives are not important, that entertainment is not powerful in helping us shape who we are, how we interact with one another, the things that we believe and don't believe, how we should act, they're incorrect. That that um, does not take into consideration socialization. It does not take into consideration the neuroplasticity of the brain and the way it broadens out once we pay attention to things. So I do think that it is time to evolve. There's too much violence in this world. There's too much violence against women, against black people, against the LGBT community. There is too much power differential. There's too much wealth inequality. There is a challenge with what our planet is going to be able to sustain us or not. So, yeah, I do think that we have to evolve and maybe uh, raise ourselves up to a higher level of consciousness.
2: So, no, nah, fair enough. And let me, I'm going I'm to say this, and I'll get so one on last thought from her as well. So, so, I where, where I know I'm in absolute agreement with you, Justice, is the idea of the power of entertainment. Pretty much a lot of the things that you just said as far as, you know, the social relation, because, you know, it's the very reason I tell young mothers, you know, at a minimum, just the way because of the way the brain forms, at a minimum, do not expose your child to gangster rap before the age of seven. I would recommend, you know, let them get exposed to it even later, but we know we have scientific studies that kind of prove, you know, again, just how... Music works and the power of it, and just that type of negativity exposed to a child too young and how it plays out you know in adulthood we have those studies so so again, that's a recommendation that I wouldn't make if I didn't understand exactly how powerful entertainment is, so I definitely understand it and agree with you in that sense. I guess where I am locking in at is the the role of comedy that it is that it is served throughout society, and I'm not simply saying because it's always been done that way. I'm not simply saying that. I'm saying in its effort to play that role, which is to put on his head some of the issues that we probably should be talking about but are not talking about. And every comedian, that is not their goal. But those that have been considered the best of their time, they take their shots. And in taking their shots, some of what I hear that, I hear for, you know, you having a right to have a, take issue with it. Again, I don't take your right, you know, to, a way to have an issue with it. But I'll say from my perspective, some of the things that are being taken issue with are possibly misses from the comedian's viewpoint, like Kevin Hart said. They just, in a sense, missed on it. Whereas you say you see his intent is clear, I see it as a clear attack on freedom of speech, which I Hold dear, not hold dear in that I believe I should be able to say any damn thing I want without consequence. I'm not. I'm not talking about that version of free speech. I'm talking about the power dynamic. And I where where the one line where I definitely agree was how he handled the the Kevin Hart thing was an attack on how the power dynamic kept Kevin Hart from hosting hosting the Oscars. I think I said in these earlier. And so I'm saying that his intent, and that's why his name, Sticks and Stones, was all about free speech. And in doing so, he may have missed on some of the communities he chose to attack. And I'm not trying, again, not trying to get us to agree. I'm just saying if that was the purpose, then I think that intent is there, too. I don't know if it's as clear as you're saying, um, Justice. Let me let Soul SoulScribe get back in real quick, and then I'll get our closing thoughts before we go. All right, Queen. We are at the end of the show. I want to give you one little quick thought because you asked a question that led to these great thoughts.
4: Great, thank, thank you. I will say, uh, thinking about the name of the special sticks and stones. If we think about that saying, sticks and stones will never, you know, can can can't hurt me. You know, words will never hurt. Um, absolutely wrong. And I think that he named that, and he didn't think about that. But words and and Verbal abuse, emotional abuse, are extremely traumatic to a person. So, uh, comedians have a responsibility, just like poets and every other singers, uh, rappers. Everyone has some level of responsibility, and words, and words word influence. You know, words. You know, lead great leaders use words.
6: And nice. um, thank
2: you for your yeah. thoughts, Clint. We are at the last minute, so I got to go ahead and cut you off and get. I want to make sure Justice, who has a company, intention. Um, I'm sorry, invest intention media entertainment. Justice, for anybody that may want to follow what you do, thank you for your amazing uh, commentary this morning. I always appreciate your willingness to come on these shows with these tough topics, but if you will, share with people how they may have liked what you heard and want to follow what you're doing. How can people do that?
5: Uh, Awesome. I appreciate it. You can go to investattention.org. We do all kinds of things. We do pro-social education in the nightlife and entertainment realm to help decrease bias and sexual motivated violence. We bring artists together from marginalized communities to help them create things to break through the noise, and we help to have our own narratives that are written by us, about us, and for us so that our narratives can be out there and it's not just the powered majority that gets to dictate who we are and what we're saying and how we interact with one another. So investattention.org. would love to connect with anyone who wants to connect.
2: Thank you all. Great show. See you all next Saturday. Prior to the last caller, we could get you in. All I ask is that you think.